Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I will be talking with Ann Clauser, someone I've known for a number of years. She is a role model for me to stay active. Welcome, Ann. Thank you, Marge. Such a pleasure to connect with you and to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. I am so glad that uh, we have this opportunity to talk. Let's get started. You started your career decades ago with certification in hydrotherapy in Israel. Can you tell us about this type of training? Oh, hydrotherapy is is wonderful. First, I'll explain what it is. It's therapy done in a warm water swimming pool. The water is skin temperature, so 32 to 34 degrees. And people who have zero mobility on land are able to move freely in the water from babies, small children with disabilities to adults with all sorts of syndromes, post-stroke accidents, et cetera. So the training was quite intense. It was uh, a year of intense training. Plus I continued after that with uh, specializations in different techniques. Uh, I worked at the Sheba Medical Center Rehabilitation Hospital, as well as in private clinics. It was a real growth experience for me in so many ways. And I absolutely loved it. Very good. So you've taken additional training and are a certified personal trainer. So what what was required for you to be a personal trainer? So I came to Canada and lo and behold, there isn't too much hydrotherapy going on here. Mm -hmm. So after a period of working in various places, I said, okay, I got to pay the bills. So I hung up my swimsuit. And to certify as a personal trainer was not difficult because I already had the knowledge of anatomy, physiology, and the physiology of movement. So I just had to, you know, do the certifications. That wasn't too difficult. But very shortly after certifying as a personal trainer, I had the good fortune to attend a workshop on the neurology of movement, which was a total game changer for me. And ever since then, I've been delving deeper and deeper into the neurology of movement and pain and it's everything. Neurology is everything. Everything we do, think, see, or feel comes from our brain and our nervous system. So it's really the missing link in most exercise programs, rehab programs, what whatever it is that we want to improve. Very interesting. I believe you specialize or you work a lot with those individuals with chronic pain, which yeah. may or may not be older adults. Is that right? May or may not, you know what? Uh, lots of young people have chronic pain, mm-hmm. especially today because everybody's sitting for so many hours on end and not moving their bodies. There are children today with chronic pain. You know, all this forward head position from looking at our devices, more and more chronic pain, more and more people with pain in their jaws, pain in their necks, pain in their knees, their back. You know, you know, mm-hmm. Marge, you talk to people in the community, it's like, oh, yeah, I just have this little ache in my wherever. That's chronic pain. Any pain mm. that lasts for more than three months is chronic pain. Mm. And the trouble when you ignore it is that you actually strengthen it because pain is a habit. 
again, we go back to the brain. Your brain is used to feeling that pain. So that habit, that neural pathway gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Whereas if you address it very quickly, and we can give the example that I skipped on the ice and fell last March and broke my arm. And the doctor, you know, he put it in the cast. He said, oh, you're going to be in a cast for three months. I said, well, I'm going to Costa Rica in seven weeks. So either you take it off or I take it off. So, but I did not rest my arm totally at all. From the very first day, I was giving sensory nerve stimulation. I was using an electric toothbrush. I was touching it. I was poking it. I was anything that I could move, I was moving because that's the missing link. Because if you're not giving some sort of positive input to your nervous system, it will likely default to pain. And I didn't want that. So after seven weeks, the cast came off and I'm so grateful that I have regained full mobility of my hand, wrist, and arm. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the nervous system. Woo. That's, again, some very interesting things to think about. Back in 2016, you started your own business, Exercise with Care. I think you could have called your business Don't Stop Moving. So <laughs> anyways, tell us about your business. Oh, it has been a journey to have my own business. I have to say, you know, uh, I think we've talked about this before, Marge, that, you know, people who are not from a business background and decide to start their own business, we do it because we have a passion for something. I'm going to start my own business. And then you're just sort of waiting for the phone to ring. It's like, we, we don't have this concept of the business side of it. So it's been a real journey trying to figure that out. And then, of course, COVID hit and, you know, we, as a personal trainer, I was not allowed to work. So it's been a real roller coaster, getting back into things now, getting busier again. I'm very much trying to focus now on the educational side of my business. I love the the work I do one-on-one with people, small groups, but I'm trying to get onto more podcasts like yours to speak to groups, to spread this message of uh, pain is not normal at any age. It's not normal. You don't have to live in pain. Don't let anybody tell that to you. I've worked with so many people who were told you'll get used to it. And you know what? They didn't have to because we managed to get them out of pain. So that's really my message. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to speak with you and for people to hear the message. Uh, and the business, yeah, it's like every business, there's ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And I'm just grateful that... Uh, I get to do it the way I want to do it, the way that I see is correct. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, very good. No, I, I'm, I am glad that you started your business because I think you have a message uh, and a way of doing things that wouldn't fit into somebody else's <laughs> business model. So, you know, I actually had this conversation recently with somebody because I was trying to fit in to somebody else's business model, as you say. And a friend who's known me for many, many years just said, and look at your life. Have you ever done things the way other people tell you to? I was like, thank you for the reminder. Yes, yes very you. good. Thank you. So yeah. in talking about balancing things, I will switch to balancing as in movement because that is one thing uh, I know you think is really important. Uh, you know, uh, you've told me once that uh, it bothers you to see all these people wheel, walk, going down the sidewalk with their walkers that you just to get themselves confident to be walking uh, without a walker. Can you speak to that? 
Let's start with balance. Okay. Balance, balance. You, if you don't have balance, you cannot be independent. Mm. Whether it be another person to hold on to you, whether it be a walker, a cane, balance equals independence. As a baby learns to walk, the first skill is that balance, that being able to stand upright, to let go of the table, to, to stand up. Balance is everything. As we start to walk faster, 80% of stride is with both feet a millimeter off the ground. There's that right, left, right, left. There's that, that you know fraction of a second where you're off the ground and the rest of it, you're on one leg. Most of walking is on one leg. And everybody talks about get your 10,000 steps in. <laughs> but uh, the missing link there is that there's an actual correlation between the speed of your walk and longevity. So if you're walking very, very slowly, it is not the same as getting in a few minutes of that quick. It, and I'm not even referring to cardio. I'm referring to the ability of your nervous system to react. The ability to, instead of doing this, to do, to do something fast and slow, right? Our brain needs to be able to work just like a car at different speeds. So we need to be able to speed up sometimes. And there is a correlation between this and longevity. If you are using a device to help you walk, your skeleton is out of balance. Once your skeleton is out of balance, you're using the wrong muscles. A big um, mistake that so many people have when they walk, you know, this little forward tilt, which, you know, we start with our neck and then we start to tilt forward and then we need the walker. Well, it's actually when we walk, it's not the front of our legs that are supposed to be doing the work. And that's why so many people need knee replacements. Uh, in fact, everybody who I've ever met who's had a knee replacement walks with a little bit of a forward tilt because it's the muscles in the back of our legs, our glutes. Our glutes are not just pillows to sit on. Our glutes have the job of propelling us. Our bodies are supposed to move with a rear wheel drive, so to say, right? Um, so we need to be using the back of our legs. And once we engage our glutes and our hamstrings, we have a nice upright posture, which gives us perfect balance. And I've heard you say how much you like to walk barefoot. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Because yeah. when you walk barefoot, your brain knows where your feet are. Huh. Right? I just like the feel of my feet in the grass, <laughs> in the sand. That's why. Because oh, your brain knows where your feet are. Your brain yeah. knows the ground is there and you're safe. Yeah. That's why you like it. Okay. Very good. So, yeah, interesting things. I, you know, I will, when I go out for a walk again, I go for lots of walks, I will pay attention to having my head up. So very good. Okay. You also focus not just on doing some specific movements, but you, your mind-body connection. You have referred yeah. to this already, but can you pay, can you tell us a little more about paying attention to neuroscience? A big eye-opener for me was, as I've studied all of this, we always have this in our society. Again, we're, we're becoming very, uh, this is the way things have to be done in our society. If you go to the bookstore, you see hundreds of books of change your thoughts, change your thoughts. Well, you can change your thoughts by changing your body. It doesn't have to be change your thoughts, change your body. Can we change your body, change your thoughts? It's a two-way street. Because everything our brain does is a result of the information it gets from our sensory system and our body. 
And if you actually look at the brain, I have this cute little diagram, which doesn't work on a podcast, obviously. But if you look at our, your brain, the thinking part of your brain is the prefrontal cortex. It's just right in the very front of your head right there. The majority of our brain is actually dedicated to our sensory system. So just an example for which there's actually a little bit of research to back it up. You know how our grandmas used to say, oh, put a smile on your face and you'll feel better. Well, it turns out it's correct from a neurological and hormonal perspective. There's research that shows if you take, she took a group of people and she had them hold a pencil between their teeth, which forces a smile for two minutes. And prior and post this experiment, blood samples and saliva samples are drawn. And it turns out that even a fake smile will lower your cortisol and raise your endorphins. So the brain sends a message to, sorry, your body is sending a message to your brain that everything's okay and your brain believes it. And you know what? I have an even better example. Do I have a second? Mm-hmm. Okay. Horror movies. Have you ever watched a horror movie, Merch? Like, no, I, I, I avoid Hitchcock, them. Hitchcock, uh, Carrie, Exorcist. Have you ever watched any of those movies? I avoid them. Why? I don't enjoy being scared. But why are you scared? It's a movie. Your mind doesn't think that way. I will what? have nightmares Bingo. about them remember. So, yeah. Bingo. Because your brain believes what it sees. In yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So if you can change what your, the information that your brain is seeing and hearing, you change your mood. Hmm. Why do you feel happy when you watch the sound of music, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, it just changed the message going to your brain. Then you mm -hmm. can change the message in your brain. It's, you know what? When I learned that it's that mm -hmm. simple, I was like, this, this is a game changer. Yeah. Okay. Very good. It's, uh, I'm not going to walk around with a pencil in my mouth, but I'll try to be smiling a little more. And uh, I will continue to not watch Horror movies, a, a yes. documentary. I don't watch them either. I can't, I can't. I couldn't even watch Harry Potter. I ran upstairs terrified. <laughs> yeah, I, even some documentaries that tell you about what's horrible things happening on the other side of the world. That can can't kill, watch kill, it. Uh, <laughs> it. Does something to my brain. So yes. Okay, uh, you have real concerns about us using our devices, and you you've said that already. But you know it's young, old, all of us, we use our yeah. laptops, our computers, our, we always have our head down in um, right. screen. And they are affecting our sensory system, which yeah. in turn affects our mood. And can you just elaborate on that specific, the use of Absolutely. our phones and our, you know, constant yeah. looking down? Yeah. And, you know, the horror movie analogy was actually a good segue to that because uh, one of the things that is done, one of the uh, tricks used by the directors of these movies is tunnel vision, right? They take you to a very dark, narrow focus because that's scary. Tunnel vision is great to focus in on a problem, be it survival or something you have to solve, but it is activating the fear area of your brain is the world safe i have to focus in here whereas when you have a wide work when you go to the beach and you have this wide horizon in front of you uh the brain feels very safe so as we're staring at our devices our eyes are actually converging a little bit they're going inwards 
our posture comes a little bit forward, which is fetal position. So we're sending multitude of messages to our brain that the world is not safe. Fetal position convergence, that is pure fear mode. So is it any wonder that everybody has anxiety? Hmm. It's no wonder to me. Why do people, you know, obviously when you go on vacation, you don't have to work. It's like, ah, but it's also, you're walking barefoot. You've got that wide field of vision. You're, you're doing things that your brain knows is safe. We really, and I'm not saying, you know, no phones. I'm not like, you know, let's disconnect the world. There's a time and a place for everything, but we have to not be connected 24 seven. We really have to reduce the amount that we're on our devices. We have to start to move our eyes more. We have to start to, you know, people aren't even touching things since the pandemic. Everybody's afraid to touch. Oh my God, maybe there's a germ. You know, we have to be giving tactile sensory information. Touch, go to the supermarket, touch the bananas. They have peels, you know, (laughs) touch, touch things, feel Mm. things, take the earbuds out and close your eyes. See if you can identify where a sound is coming from. You know, indigenous tribes, you know how we can look at something and say, oh, that looks like it's 50 feet away. Indigenous tribes can do this with sound. Mm. But we've lost that ability. Yeah. We've lost that. Yeah. I think you're encouraging me to go out for a walk and <laughs> touch the trees and clo- stop and close my eyes and walk faster. So, Absolutely. okay. Yes. I know that you take care of yourself. You're physically active every day. I try to be, and I, as I said, you are. I I see you uh, around town. I see you on Facebook, and you are you motivate me. So I really appreciate I'm that. I'm so grateful. Okay, now I uh, have really been paying attention to this uh, desire, this uh, decision that's happening here in Richmond Hill, but well beyond, uh, to build age friendly communities. What that means really hasn't been decided. Each community sort of does decide that. Uh, and I regard this as um, you know, creating an age-friendly community. You create the infrastructure really for people to stay active. Uh, I think you should be on that committee too. But uh, <laughs> what would you advise to be part of a community that was age-friendly? Outdoor playgrounds for grown-ups. And by the way, I applaud Richmond Hill. They actually have made a start in this direction. I know of two offhand at Lake Wilcox yeah. and at, um, oh, I wrote down the name of the community center, Ed Sackfield? Ed yes. Sackfield. Yeah, yeah. I, there. yeah. Yes, they have outdoor playgrounds for grown-ups. Put it next to the kiddie playground. The parents and the kids can play together. Add some swings for grown-ups, not just for little kids. Make it fun. Let people be outside playing, having a good time. Why do kids get to play and grownups have to work out? <laughs> I, I don't understand that. I want to play. You know, when the kids are in school or I go early in the morning before they're out, I go to the local playground. I'm probably going to get police knocking at my door now. I go to the local playground and I swing and I hang from the bars and it feels good and it's good for me. So yes, adult playgrounds. Okay. It's really the biggest thing I can advise. Get people, encourage people to be outside. Because people say, oh, I go for a walk, but it's boring. So encourage them to have other things that they can do or there can be other people around to associate with. Gyms can be prohibitively expensive for some people. Unfortunately, there are no... 
government incentives to help people out in that area. So at least have an outdoor recreation area that is free and that is fun where people can congregate. Very good. Okay. I like that suggestion. Is there anything else that you'd like to add to our conversation? Oh, just, just move. It doesn't matter how. There are no rules when it comes to movement. Mm-hmm. It's just if you've been sitting for a while, move your eyes around, look around the room, move your feet, stand up, sit down a few times. It doesn't have to be an hour at the gym. It doesn't have to be a workout. It's just keep that circulation going. You need it for your immune system to work. That's a whole other topic, which is another podcast. Mm-hmm. But you need it for every part of your body to feel good. And no pain is not normal at any age. Right. Okay. Thank you. And uh, I will put in the podcast notes uh, ways of reaching you. You have a Thank newsletter. You. But uh, also, you know, if you're sitting listening to this and you're in pain, uh, contact you and you can have a discussion and, and hopefully you can work with a person to. Uh, have them not in pain and enjoying yeah. life and being out in those playgrounds. And uh, yeah, life is to live, not to sit there in pain. Uh, you so. just said it. That's it. Absolutely. Thank you. Much. Yeah. That's it. So thank you for that. So I do end uh podcasts with a guest response to this question. Name one thing you really like about this community. The people, people, the people. And I have to say, uh, Really, uh, I'm very grateful to you, Marge, for bringing people together because you've really been the conduit through which I have met so many amazing people in Richmond Hill. The yeah. the passion of the people who live in Richmond Hill, I think it's very unusual to meet people have such a passion for the place they live in. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, that, that's good to hear. Makes your, makes your brain fire in the right way. So uh, to hear that we do live in this good community that I believe is a mindset we should be carrying with us um, a lot that we we're very fortunate. Okay. So uh, again, I will add your website, this link to sign up for your newsletter. And I do encourage everyone to do that. So um, thank you, Anne, for taking the time to do this podcast with me this morning. And uh, hopefully we see you around town soon. Thank you, Marge. You see me around town all the time. <laughs> I'm out yes. there walking. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at Marge, M-A-R-J, at MargeAndre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected.